welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith. We're on episode 226, How Mighty Our God Is. So I'm going to start this off by just doing a little disclaimer. For those of you who have listened to the podcast before, I promise no one has slipped in and taken over or hijacked the podcast microphone. Instead, someone has hijacked my voice. And so I am trying to press through and trust that God's grace is sufficient for his strength is made perfect in weakness because I definitely got the weakness part going on. I've struggled for about three weeks now with some form of cough, sore throat, congestion, or combinations of them all. And so I'm just trying to do just like all of us do whenever we're dealing with that kind of stuff that comes with just life, just trying to press through. But when you record a podcast, it becomes a bit challenging. So, you know, please pardon me. I'm going to try to try to work through this and trust that God is going to use this despite my limited uh, wind that I have going on. Who knows, maybe God will use the fact that I am limited in wind to speak directly to your heart. And that would be an answer to prayer. We've been in 2 Samuel for a long time. We've been in 2 Samuel 22. This is our third week. So we've come to nearly the end of King David's life and King David's time as king of Israel. But the psalm or song that is contained in 2 Samuel 22 and Psalm 18 more than likely may have, we know that it was after David had seen victory over Saul and other enemies. We just don't know exactly when it was. This wasn't at the end of end of his reign, but the writer of 2 Samuel placed it here for a reason. And as we've talked about the other two weeks, when we do get to the end of something, whether it be the end of our life, whether it be the end of a season, or we've had a specific job, we've, we, see, we see an end inside, we have a tendency to look back and reflect. And that's what it seems like David was doing at this time. And in the other two times, we've talked about the praise that poured out of David and him looking to the Lord. And in this particular set of scriptures, it was really difficult to be honest with you. There aren't specific focal verses in our text today. It really is all of eight through 16 together. So what we see sometimes in scripture is we see whether it be the psalmist, whether it be David, whether it be, Uh, another songwriter, whether it be another part of scripture, where they're trying to describe an indescribable God in language that in no way, shape, or form is large enough, demonstrative enough to wrap our human minds around an infinite God, an all-powerful God, an all-knowing God. So what they do by divine urging 
is they use words that paint a picture for us. I've been teaching through the book of Micah in my Sunday school class for quite some time. And early on in the book, we spent one whole lesson talking about one of these type of sections where, so the book of Micah, uh, God, quote, comes down from heaven because he's, he's fed up with the people of the southern kingdom as well as the people of the northern kingdom who really, for the most part, were already done um, and already in captivity. But you see this picture that is painted by Micah of this awesome God leaving heaven to come down and confront his people as judge and as prosecuting attorney. It talks about him walking on the, walking on the mountains. Like it's an incredible picture. And we know God didn't literally come down because God is everywhere. But for our finite human minds, these pictures help us. Same thing for this. As David is reflecting about just how awesome his God is and how God defeated every enemy, these words came flowing out of him. And I want you, if I can get through this, I want you to hear this and I want you to allow your sanctified imagination to just picture this. Again, trying to take human language to describe a God that is way beyond our human capacity. <coughs> Excuse me. And yet, we still get a glimpse of just how mighty our God is. So 2 Samuel 22, 8 through 16. Then the earth quaked and trembled. The foundations of the heavens shook. They quaked because of his anger. Smoke poured from his nostrils. Fierce flames leaped from his mouth. Glowing coals blazed forth from him. He opened the heavens and came down. Dark storm clouds were beneath his feet. Mounted on a mighty angelic being, he flew soaring on the wings of the wind. He shrouded himself in darkness, veiling his approach with dense rain clouds. A great brightness showed around him, and burning coals blazed forth. The Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded. He shot arrows and scattered his enemies. His lightning flashed, and they were confused. Then at the command of the Lord, at the blast of his breath, the bottom of the sea could be seen, and the foundations of the earth were laid bare. What a mighty God we serve. And that's really where the title of this podcast came from, because as I was reading this passage of scripture, I was thinking about the old chorus of what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. And I would like you and I'm encouraging myself to do likewise, to just think about the, the struggles that we may be facing in our lives right now. No matter what they might be, compare them to the awesomeness of our God. Then the earth quaked and trembled, and the foundations of the heavens shook. They quaked because of his anger. If God sets his mind to something, 
whether it be destroying an enemy, whether it be providing grace to someone who is not deserving, but he chooses to to pour it on and in them. Whatever it is that God chooses to do, there is absolutely nothing that can keep him from accomplishing his goals. Smoke poured from his nostrils, fierce flames leaped from his mouth, glowing coals blazed forth from him. He opened the heavens and came down. Dark storm clouds were beneath his feet. Just the other day, saw a little bit of a lightning storm. Anytime you see just the dark, dark clouds and you, it feels ominous to me because I don't live in a major tornado alley, but we do have some tornadic activity at times, especially when we have hurricanes. But still, there's always that danger. There's always, when you look at those type of clouds, at least for me, because of what I've seen over the years, there's this unpredictability about what is going to happen. Just recently, like about three weeks ago, in a parish about 40 miles from me, there was at least baseball, if not softball size hail. It was unreal. And God is the one who controls all of that. And yet we get so focused on our problems, our interpersonal relationships, our finances, our own health. I mean, things that us humans like really take seriously and understandably so. But we can get so focused on the problem that we do not focus on how mighty our God is. The fact that there's absolutely nothing that can happen to us that does not pass through his filter. And that he is there. He has promised to never leave us nor forsake us. Goes on to say, mounted on a mighty angelic being, he flew soaring on the wings of the wind. He shrouded himself in darkness, veiling his approach with dense rain clouds. A great brightness shone around him and burning coals blazed forth. Like, how incredible is this picture? And to just give yourself a few moments to just tune out the rest of the world and meditate on this picture of how mighty our God is. I ask you in the weekly assignment feature, how does it encourage you to be reminded of how mighty your God is? I know for me, I've got a lot going on at the moment. There's a whole lot of moving parts and pieces. My schedule is nothing like it normally is, and it will not be for about three more weeks. And I thank God for it because it's a special time, special time in my life. But it is especially challenging just because of all that has to happen. And my body is fighting against me because of trying to trying to do a whole lot more than I normally am able to do. And I need to be reminded of the fact that I can rest in the arms of my mighty God my everlasting Father, I can receive 
peace from the Prince of Peace. That no matter what is going on around me, no matter how dark the storm clouds may look, he opened the heavens and came down. Dark storm clouds were beneath his feet. What dark storm clouds do you see on your horizon? Or maybe that are right above your head. Imagine your God is above all. He uses them as his footstool if he so chose. Is it time to either step back and thank God for all he has done and or to really spend some time praising him for who he is and just watch him change your perspective on your difficulties, maybe even on what's happened in the past that you always saw as a negative, as a stumbling block, that God can show you how he can turn it into a stepping stone. He can walk on the clouds. God can teach you how to use those dark places in your life as stepping stones, not only for your spiritual growth, but to help others. Because we all have those dark places. We all have made bad decisions. We've all gone through tough times. But God was there. Even when we chose, even when it was our fault. But this mighty God, he promises to never leave you nor forsake you. He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. Trust him today with the dark places in your life. Trust him today with any enemies that you have. Maybe even enemies that you don't think you have, but maybe are out there. God knows. God knows what is coming against you. And if you will take his hand, the one who can walk on the clouds will walk you through no matter what season of life is ahead of you. Focus on how mighty your God is. Thank you so much for tuning in. My voice is still hanging, so I'm going to get out of here. You all know about it. Check out the show notes for all the extra information down below. And remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day. Mm-hmm.